0: Andy Robert rounds up this season's trio of guests from Uruguay. Andy has created a business that merges architecture with technology. Her thoughts around her work and life had Maka and Zoya enthralled. Whilst running a business, Andy also mom to human and fur babies. Andy espouses the notion of being perfectly imperfect and is a delight to listen to.
1: Well, hello, everybody. Uh, I'm very happy to open a new She Rocks Global episode on this third season. Uh, And today I have the honor uh, to be here co-hosting with Zoya. Hello, Zoya. How are you today? Hello, hello. Greetings from Belgrade. Uh, I'm so happy that you are here to share this conversation because today I bring a woman I admire, a personal friend, but also a rock star that needs to be showcased in this in this show. Uh, welcome, Andy Robert, to She Rocks Global. How are you today?
2: Hello, hello, everyone. Thanks so much, Maka and Soya, for having me here. Uh, I'm really glad to be sharing uh, today my journey and story <laughs>
1: Amazing. Yes. And just to start, as we ask to uh, all our guests, we would love you to introduce yourselves because we don't like to do it. Uh, we don't want to share other stories. We believe in stories in the in first person. So welcome and share with us what brought you here.
2: Um. So um, hello, everyone again. Uh, my name is Andy Robert. Um, I'm from Uruguay, Latin America um i'm 33 years old um and i owe a technology and architecture company um that works for the united states um also i'm a mom of two and a dog mom um i'm a vegan and super animal lover um environment friendly person um and yeah i'm just on my journey of creating impact through my company and trying to see how we can improve women's lives through what we're doing and architecture is really a powerful force so um i'm really glad to be here to share my story
1: uh well i will start with that uh what, what is impact for you andy how do you understand impact especially with these architectural
2: glasses you use to see life So um, I think impact has been discussed forever in architecture university and uh, moving forward because every space that we are in right now, like the very same space that you're in, uh, creates an impact on how we live, how we sleep, how we move and how we get to our offices. It has been a lot of talk through the pandemic, moving around. So um, architecture is really powerful. Um, It really can make us really happy in where we are feeling and the place we're at, and it can make us uh, really uncomfortable. Um, And that is true also for what we do. So I think I was really aware of the power of um, architecture impacting people's lives from very early on. Uh, for me, impact is everything that can improve people's lives, basically. Um, so, um, yeah, I think architecture has helped me to to see that for sure. <laughs> I,
1: I love it, and I also would love to connect this with uh, women' lives because I, uh, as you said, for us commuting, it's different. We have a lot of uh, the reproductive job or economy which we need to i don't know take kids to school and, and stuff and, and and i would love you to share especially with your experience in slantis um how you're improving women's life by by designing these uh, spaces and, and ways of of living and working
2: um so there's a huge conversation uh, that's been going on the, in the states where we work um about uh women and how women Um, can impact architecture I think this has probably like from where I see it two perspectives so the first one would be um, how women as designers can really impact um, the job that we're doing and how we um, typical conversation about leadership and um how we are nurturing and how we are really positive and and caring uh that really impacts the um output of the design that we are doing so that will be like a first pass um the second perspective from where i see it in terms of women and architecture um and society just in general um i think that um we are like We are creators, like, uh, we have the power to, um, like, create children, for example, which, of course, we don't do that alone, but just really powerful. So um, I think we need to reconnect to that and be able to connect to that creation force that we have and uh, just um, put it out into the world. And I think architecture is kind of like the uh, way we materialize uh, that force. So, um, and this has also like a huge um, part of consciousness um, about really understanding that we can do that as women. Um, yeah, I think that those two are kind of like what I think are like women, imp- like, yeah, imp- women, uh, putting out their, their, um, take into the world of architecture.
3: So, Andy, can you give us um, an example? Why, uh, how, how does it look when you uh, implement all this that you just talked about it uh, and how it looks when you don't like some comparison or what, what, so just for the, our audience, I think it would be much clearer
2: yeah so certainly so i'm i'm thinking and just like applying it to slantis and what we do so at our company we do not design per se but we um kind of like so our archi- like architecture process has like three big steps i would say so first one would be designing so as i was talking like the actual design of the space really understanding um configuration, layout, and else. And then uh, you have the second part, which would be more or less like putting together like an Ikea furniture, for example, you need the manual to be able to do so. So we do that for buildings. So um, what we do is um, um, that part uh, at our company. And the third part would be the actual construction. Of course, these three steps are not detached. So, during the second part, which you would think, oh, this is incredible technical. Uh, you need to put together a furniture. You need to put together a building. You need like really technical expertise to do so. Well, this is about people in the end. And most of our company is comprised by uh, women. We're like 80 something percent um, uh, women in our teams and women in leadership here. Uh, and we found out uh, business-wise that, um, during the whole process of developing this in communication, for example, women are much better communicating and really caring about what we're doing. I'm not saying that men are bad, but women are better in this aspect. So like this like is kind of counterintuitive that you would think, oh, this is incredibly technical, this is incredibly like cold type of work, and it's not. So so i would say that connecting to what i said like i think women have this power of connecting and caring uh that it that it comes from within and that really applies to everything and anything that we do so i don't know if that like for example talking like like very specific example would be like talking to our clients uh really caring about our clients through the whole pandemic like the United States had a huge, um, well, everybody, every, everywhere in the world, but the United States had a really um, complicated problem with, for example, younger kids because you don't have family nearby. So um, like our teams were really aware of this and really caring about the, and uh, not pushing it, really trying to understand the person on the other side. So I think that's a huge huge advantage business-wise. I know that I make myself clear
3: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. And can you just uh, tell us, we love having entrepreneurs at uh, She Rocks. So maybe what? how did you start your business? And if I understand you're working from Uruguay, but, but Maka said you live in Uruguay, but your head is in the U.S. <laughs> so how, how did it happen and how it's going?
2: So uh, that's a fun ride uh, conversation for sure. Um, so as I was saying, I was born in Uruguay. Then I lived in Germany for a while, uh, studying architecture, and then I returned to Uruguay and I started working for a company that works for the worked used to work for the United States. So I um, I was having all this knowledge that i brought from europe uh about this conversation of architecture and technology really merging like the architecture for for our listeners uh architecture and the construction industry are very very behind in terms of technology like we had haven't had like the huge uh tech revolution like a uber or like an apple like we are very very behind so in Germany, like 12, 13 years ago, there was this conversation going on. And um, what happened was um, I returned to Uruguay with all this. And then I started working for this company that was working for the United States. And I was like, I need to merge the both worlds. So I uh, invited Mare, which is my business partner, Mercedes. Um, she's also like a rock star, uh, female woman well, entrepreneur, Uh, and uh, we got together in a coffee, like very entrepreneur type of, of story. We got together in a coffee and said like, hey, we need to do the same thing that my boss is doing, but with our own clients, And Mary told me like you're absolutely crazy but let's do it (laughs) um and we didn't know anybody and anyone in the united states of course we both were um we both learned from a very young age because i'm a native spanish speaker so uh we both learned from a very young age uh english but that was basically it so what we did was push Uh, and pull basically every string, every network, every connection uh, that we found. I I don't know with how many people we got to talk, uh, knocked on every door, like probably like 50 to, I don't know, like 70 people, um, until we got through an acquaintance. uh, Very, very basic type of uh, drafting uh, work for one uh, building in LA. Um, So what we were doing was basically like the architect there was saying, hey, you need to move this window, and then we were just doing that uh, typical outsourcing services. Um, Then our company kind of evolved and how we can really add value into the conversation rather than be like taking orders uh, and really uh, applying technology into the mixture um, to optimize and do more effective type of work. I would say like through the journey that's what really happened right now we're like 50 people we have uh two, three offices uh one here in Uruguay and one in Argentina and another one in San Francisco um and uh we're kind of like in the um cutting edge of what is happening in architecture we are also a reference in the state already um and Um, I would say throughout the whole journey and like looking at it from my perspective, rather than the company's perspective, um, it was a crazy, insane ride. And you need to get a lot of things aligned. Um, Like if I see it personally, for example, my family play like a really huge role in pushing me and telling you like you can do this. Uh, encouraging me, my husband. Like I'm married and I have two kids. So in the process of building my company, I uh, was pregnant, breastfeeding, and um, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, and traveling also. So I I recently wrote a really fun article. I know you've seen it on LinkedIn that says "Mom is traveling for work." Uh, five tips for to prepare your kid. I've listened like forever. People tell me that you cannot leave your kids. How are you going to travel? And they are going to miss you. <laughs> and this has been going on forever with uh, with men and daddies. But like this, this is a huge change of paradigm with moms. So you are like the guilty person and the bad mom. Um, so I'm really on the journey of changing that. Like you can absolutely do both things and build a business from the ground and be also a mom and you don't have to compromise any of those so uh for me it's really important to understand that um you need to align words for sure but you can definitely do both of them so um yeah (laughs) i'm so
1: happy you brought this topic to the conversation i was about to ask you what uh what help you, what uh, made you achieve all of this, because uh, I know for sure that Zalantis, it's uh, a very big company that's ma- it's becoming mainstream in the States right now, but also this side of Andy, I personally know about Andy being a, a mother, Andy having the right conversations at home in order to be, you know, like to take care of that family, but also take care of her business. Um, and maybe like to share, and I imagine Zoya, that she's the mother of this team, uh, uh, understands a lot of what you are saying, uh, but what, uh, what suggestion or what advice would you give to a mother that starting her company, uh, especially about this conversation, about uh, seeing um, unpaid uh, work at home, at something that any, any person uh, on the couple or the family can do, what would you say? And, and, and how was your experience on that?
2: I would say, like, as every growth journey, not necessarily a company, but personal growth, too, this needs to start from an inner conversation with you uh, that you definitely can and will do this. So I would say that that's the first step second step is to have a conversation with in my case with my husband Uh, he's also an entrepreneur so he really understands what it takes to build a company there's not like nine to five uh type of work you're constantly working you're traveling and that's part of it so you need to have a conversation with your with your partner whoever it is could be husband wife, whatever um and like align yourself like i i really want to do this for my life because first you had a conversation with yourself right (laughs) saying that hey i really want this for my life i really can do it so okay go to whatever person is sharing with you uh especially if you have kids and say like this is really important for me um are you willing to support me um through the whole journey and um very 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 honest conversation uh put yourself away from the guilt uh part that you're leaving your kids or leaving your husband or whatever and i think that's the most important advice that i would give uh somebody or i don't know if it's an advice but it's just like what worked for me like very very honest conversation with my husband like i really want to do this i know i can do it uh but i need your support because of course like um somebody needs to stay at home with the kids at some point um so yeah i i I think that that would be i don't know if it's my advice it's just what what i did
3: (laughs) yeah i i have to chime in like uh, as maka said i'm a mom as well uh, of one boy uh but 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 i i agree with everything you just uh you just said but i think the the guilt part is really difficult it's like uh something at least for me it's something that you need to have constantly like it shows up in your head and then you have a conversation with yourself to uh try and to delete or silence that voice uh and then it comes um, for me, you know, like you take your kid to the park uh, or somebody sees it with the nanny or the, the neighbor asks, oh, is that your mom? I say, no, that's the nanny. She's helping us. Ah, oh, you have a nanny. So there's a lot of those uh, situations where you feel that judgment. And I know that this inner, uh, at least for me, that conversation and that silencing the guilt, that never stops. It's like an ongoing thing. So I'm not sure if that's the same for you.
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely it's uh popping up at some point especially because society and a lot of different groups are uh judging before understanding. So, uh it's very important for me to draw the line where this is from somebody else and this is actually coming from me. Um, that for a second um for 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 in my case what I, what I think is that I'm really really um purposeful in what I'm doing in our company, and I really think that we can really change the industry and really make a difference for women. So I really think that um, advocacy for service, so what we're doing is bigger than whatever guilt I can feel. So I try to uh, put that first, uh, and think that the impact is going to be bigger for everybody that is going to be in contact with their company, and. And my kids are going to be happy to see that in the end so uh it's just momentarily that they're with the nanny <laughs> or whatever but again yeah. people are first judging uh and then understanding so i think that's also like a a conversation that we need to have as a society just in general of course about women but um like not judge before you really understand in depth whatever happens i learned that through my a vegan journey. Because here in Uruguay, as you might know, everybody's eating asado, which is like typical uh, uh, meat. Uh, like, we get together and uh, people eat meat. Um, and everybody was like, oh, you're just like a Buddhist right now. What happened to you? You're not eating meat. And it's like, you need to eat meat. This is protein and whatever. And nobody really understood or just read anything about it. I think this really happens to and this applies to a lot of areas in life, just not judging uh before understanding.
1: <laughs> I loved it, Andy. I think this this is a very honest conversation about perfectly imperfect leaders. And uh what frightens you?
2: Uh that's a really interesting question. I I had this conversation um like two weeks ago um because i i practice uh reiki i don't know if you know what reiki is i just like healing through energy so um i called my uh teacher and i told her like i need to talk to you uh because i think i'm scared um and and she was like i never heard that word from your mouth like what's going on with you (laughs) uh and i was like i'm genuinely scared because i realized and this is like this is for real like when you are being honest with yourself and really looking on the inside and really understanding that your behaviors can really be shaped and you had a lot of work to do with that um i was scared because of the potential that i was seeing like i got scared because it, it it started being really real, that the impact that we can generate as a company, it's 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 huge. And 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 my teacher was like, I always understood that because I'm feeling you, but at some point, like, what is it that makes you scared? And I was like, it's a it's a journey really understanding where fear is coming it's coming out from you and and uh my teacher was telling me like hey uh this is not fear this is just reality in front of you like this is just what you're seeing and because you are you're just walking you've been walking and this is so true and this is also because i think this really applies to women like you've been walking like without seeing to your to your sides like nonstop, like coming to the office, just doing, 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 and going home, bathing your kid, putting it to sleep again, uh, preparing the meal for next day and doing, doing, doing. And at some point I had the opportunity to stop, rethink, and I got scared because I realized that, hey, I've come to a place where we have three offices we are impacting 50 people's lives. Like people are buying their groceries out of the work that we're doing. Um, And they are doing, of course. But so it really became really real. So I think that what really scares me is unlocking the true potential that I have. Um, um, So yeah, I think that's what, what, what scares me and makes me feel really responsible about
1: I'm so grateful for that answer because I think it's something that happens for most of of the the people, especially female, that are changing the the story and that we are building new stuff from a new perspective. And the thing you brought that for me, it's key about being present. Like we are not valuable because we are doing all the time. And we were taught that, that you need to be doing, you need to be productive, that if you are not uh, working, you need to be mothering. And if you are not a mother, you are not a good, uh, And no, it's like it's endless uh, and it's exhausting. Uh, so thank you for that, because I think also if we all uh, would, could be able to make space for ourselves, to take care of ourselves, because this is about Reiki, it's, it's the tool that works for you, but whatever thing or space in your life that works for you to to stop a little bit. Also, the thing about celebrating each small win, you know, because we know that the journey it's tough, because if it was easy, everybody would do it. And we know that that for sure that that's not easy. Uh, so I love that. Um, Andy. Andy go
2: go i want to say um, uh, to add what so- Soja was saying um the guilt uh, also to create your own space not only about traveling and else but like uh the guilt about creating your own space because everybody is making you feel that you don't deserve that space that you should be working or you should be taking care of your kids by whatever time you spend between brackets to yourself you're wasting it you should be doing something else like don't buy into that Uh, that's so important like you need time for yourself as everybody needs uh time for themselves to think to really connect with you who you are so i really encourage everybody to at least give you like 10 minutes a day just doesn't have to be like an hour because i know how challenging that is for especially for moms uh but you need to take time for yourself and just like uh stop running the story in your head that that's not worth it or you should be doing something else or um you should be cleaning the dishes or whatever like really really um like you need that time and it's okay
1: (laughs) so yeah i want to share your thoughts about this
3: no, I, um, I'm just nodding uh, constantly. I, I understand that people cannot hear it, but, uh, but I agree. Uh, that, that's, Andy, well said. Another type of guilt is exactly when you spend time doing something only for yourself. Uh, but but uh, I think it's, uh, it's something that we need to talk ourselves into. And it's great when our partners and our friends and people we hang out with are also uh, telling us occasionally, you know, that, that, that that's okay because sometimes our own voice cannot uh, on its own cannot be enough. Uh, um, but, but I, uh, I, but I love what you shared. Uh, just one question uh, from my side is um, I think I, I'm not sure whether you or Maka mentioned it, but uh, I think it was Maka, but exactly this. So, you sound like a a perfect uh person you know like you're a vegan uh, you're a mom of two and you uh started your business while being pregnant and breastfeeding and traveling so uh can you tell us something that you are not good at
2: (laughs) Oh, i'm not good at many things i just work work really hard um I'm really I would say like I'm really stubborn in a good way but sometimes it's just um, not good way. I'm really stubborn, uh, which I think and I really want to dig very deep into a lot of stuff which uh, sometimes makes me waste a lot of time um I'm really not good and I've been trying to get better. I mean I think everybody has a lot of things that they can improve um uh, areas to improve um i've been doing like we've been doing here internally in our in our company a um leadership um coaching um with 15 people and i like two weeks ago just learned like a uh, very interesting uh listening techniques and i realized that i was really a really bad listener because i'm always again trying to push it forward so I'm always trying to push put the energy in and put like my comments and opinions and I'm very very determined so but sometimes it's very good to learn how to listen uh, so I'm I'm improving in that sense um, I wouldn't say I'm not good but I have definitely an area of improvement uh, that for sure um i'm learning and again this is like with gender lengths for sure uh learning to say no a bit more like you always enter into this place where you need to be uh, pleasing people um as a woman leader that gets a bit complicated when when a company is a bit bigger so um learning how to say no and how to not like everybody and it's okay um it's, it's a strong challenge for me, and especially because I'm really positive and really optimistic. So it really, it really um, requires a lot of work uh, to improve that. And yeah, and then I would say, so first listening for sure, second trying to not please everybody and uh, be better at saying no. Um, and I would say like the third would be like being a bit less stubborn <laughs> uh, at some point. I think that's again like two sides of the same coin. Like it sometimes is good, sometimes it uh, it's not. But yeah, I I would say that's my focus for now. Listening definitely, uh, and and trying to learn how to say no a bit more. <laughs> Andy, I,
1: I feel so. you. yeah like
3: uh, that's my list too Yeah, I think like uh, it was funny and I think thank you for listing all these things Uh, I I think it's always easy for all of us to list what we are good at and what we need also to practice is just to be okay that some things are not our virtues and just move on Uh, and I have one uh, follow-up question I don't know if you've heard uh, maybe you did there is this I think it started with Mark Zuckerberg's uh, sister. She had some TED talk, but it then became like a a norm in this startup and tech world. She said, uh, work, family, fitness, sleep, and friends, that you can never have these five, all the five things that you always have to choose only three. So is that true to you, for you? And which three are on your list?
2: uh so which were those of first like uh so sleep
3: fitness uh, work family and friends
2: ah uh, uh, so um that's interesting um <laughs> uh, so there's a whole conversation again i think after the pandemic Uh, in the United States going on about this work-life balance. And I don't think there's a balance there. It's like a kind of integration. Um, We are in a program right now, which is um, global that it's called Endeavor, uh, that the founder is a woman. And she also says something like that, that you need I think actually she said that you, as an entrepreneur, need to integrate all aspects of life and that's when you're successful. Um, so I don't think you have to choose. I think you need to learn how to prioritize like a ninja. Um, I would say like like that. Um, that is definitely true for me. Um, sleep, I think it's not because of business, it's because of kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but once they are bigger like my my uh youngest is two right now so he's his sleep cycles are getting a bit uh uh stable right now so i think that got better um but no i think you don't have to choose i think you need to prioritize and really think what's really important for you and i really think that uh one serves the other it's not you have to choose it's just they are connected um you need that time off to reconnect with your friends and really listen to what they're doing and thing. and then that could some at some point trigger something for your business so it's not an either or, or. i think it's it's you need to be a ninja integrator it's a challenge definitely for sure, but. Um, but you can do all, I think you can do all. But this is not from a superpower point of view. It's just, it's just, it requires work and hard work and and, and it's challenging. But I think if you propose yourself to doing so, you definitely can.
1: Amazing, Andy. I loved how you make your way yourself out of these tricky questions Soya made you. Uh, to start <laughs> to start wrapping up the conversation, I have two questions. The first is, uh, because you also brought it uh, talking about uh, Linda um how do you define success
2: ah that's really interesting i never thought about it um so uh this is real funny and and here at the office everybody kind of uh jokes about it so i've been joking like you know when you're little that people say like, hi what do you want to do when you grow up right and i always said i wanted to be a millionaire and, and it's a joke like between my friends and my family because everybody's laughing at me because I wanted to be a millionaire. But this is like the funny thing of this journey. So I was always thinking about myself and being a millionaire for myself. And, and at some point through like the journey, it's not that I am a millionaire and I'm very far away from that <laughs> still. But um, through this journey, I realized that... Um, what you are receiving, impacting people's lives, is so much bigger than whatever money can buy. Um, so I got kind of like addicted in a, in a, in a healthy way to really uh, creating an amazing place to work for, especially for women, uh, and really uh, making a difference in that sense. So I think that for me, success is really changing people's lives. Um, yeah. Uh I'm very far away from that uh but um, in our realm, like at least in our company and from the people that are working with us, we're changing it so um I think that is success, like really impacting very very positively in somebody else's life
1: <laughs> so amazing, amazing. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh well and now yes, to, to, to wrap up the conversation. Uh thank you, Andy. It was amazing. Uh like listening to you. I, we had a great time. Uh what makes you rock?
2: What makes me rock? <laughs> uh rocking in what sense? <laughs> like dancing? I'm just like thinking about rocking. Mm-hmm. I would say rock, uh,
1: as general in your life. Uh, I, I I have, I have an answer. I I could say what makes you rock, but I would like to, uh, you to share. What do you feel makes you rock? Uh, you are a leader, you're a mother, uh, you're changing, uh, the way architecture works in the world. It's you have a, a worldwide company creating impact. Uh, what, what is your secret sauce? What makes you rock? What makes Andy, Andy?
2: what makes me what makes me and i would like to hear your take anyway Uh,
1: (laughs) you will you will in this season the first episodes we we interview ourselves and we answer that question too so you will listen to it
2: i want to listen to that for sure um i would say um what makes me rock really true to myself but whatever that means because i'm still figuring out Uh, but really being true to myself, really not being afraid of what people are saying or if you are wrong at something or if you're a vegan or if you're a mom, just like believing in yourself and really believing that you can do whatever you put your mind to. Um, So I would say that what makes me wrong is really being stubborn and really putting my mind into things and really believing I can accomplish them. Uh, in a very like naive way, at some point, like some at some time. So uh, yeah, I think that what makes me rock is is definitely that, like my positive view of the world. I would say.
1: I love it, Andy. We need you. We need that that lenses to keep building uh, and transforming reality. Uh, Andy, thank you for your time. Thank you for being in this third season of She Rocks Global uh we loved it for me as an uruguayan it's an honor to have you on board let's keep the conversation uh going and let's keep building perfectly imperfect female around the world and showcasing them thank you and keep rocking it with slantis and whatever you're doing in your life thanks so much for
2: having me you're amazing too thanks so much for your time and uh for the space to share my journey, uh, I loved it. I love what you're doing. I think it's amazing, and we need more of this to empower each other. So, thanks so much.
3: We Thank are going to keep on rocking. <laughs> thanks.
0: She Rocks Global is a podcast collaboration produced by Maka Botta, Nwabi Samayema, and Zoya Kukic. This episode of She Rocks Global was recorded remotely and was mixed by Priya Patel of 400 Seats. The music for this podcast is composed through a collaboration between South African musician Nosihe and Hannah Sigasa from Germany. Mixing engineer is T. Luminous. She Rocks Global is a podcast that showcases perfectly imperfect women from around the world. You can contact us through our LinkedIn and Instagram accounts, handle She Rocks Global. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, keep rocking.